Hi, hello, and welcome, my Force-sensitive friends, to the 55th ever full episode of Holy Star Wars. As always, I'm Jason, and you can join in the conversation before, during, and after the show on Twitter at holy underscore star underscore wars, and via email at holystarwars at gmail.com. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry for the week's gap between this release and the last release. Life is is life, and... I've been having a bit of a hard time since this new year, you know, between school and work and mental health and life and whatnot, but hopefully, hopefully we'll catch back on our stride soon enough. We're actually releasing two episodes today to make up for the fact that we didn't have any last week. This one was supposed to be last week's episode, but now you get two today. So as soon as this one's over, check it out in, the, in your feed for the next one. This week we're taking on a look at another one of the original Marvel comics of the Disney era, 2015's Vader comic, and its first arc similarly titled, Vader. We'll also be looking at a myth from the Kabyle people, a Berber people from the northern modern Algeria about the first tears ever shed. The Berber people are also known as the Amazigh people. Uh, I'm pretty sure, I'm, I'm fairly certain now, of course, if you know better, I always really love when people... Give me more information than I have myself, but I believe that Amazigh is the name that the Berbers refer to themselves as, and Berber is the name that they were given by people who came later, probably the French. We're also going to be looking at, like I just said, so, looking at a myth from the Kabyle people, a Berber people from northern modern Algeria, about the first tears ever shed. All of this today through the theme of pain. If one thing has been made clear across so many of the themes we've covered in the course of this show, is that there is usually a physical and emotional aspect of things. The same is certainly true of pain. BT and Triple Zero may be experts at inducing physical pain, but there's nothing like the Sith to inflict endless emotional pain on somebody. This whole arc of the Vader comic is a follow-up to issue 1 of the Star Wars comic, where Vader has a run-in with Luke and gets the same feeling he had at the Death Star that the pilot was particularly strong in the Force. Uh, I forget what issue, what, what issue, what uh, episode number was, but we did cover the Star Wars comic first arc, um, Skywalker Strikes, not too, too long ago. Um, and while we didn't really talk an enormous amount about that component of it, we certainly did have a good conversation. And if you want to check that out, it is episode number 33, where we also looked at familiarity. Which does relate, actually. Just kidding. We taught, we did, we did get into the whole conversation about Vader getting, uh, finding out Luke is his son, um, a little bit, and some awesome, some awesome conversations about that, as well as actually a really cool um, myth from the Apache people of uh, a Native American tribe from the southwest of of what is now the United States, called the Abandoned Children. Um, definitely check that out. Episode thirty three. It's from uh, about five months ago or so. But yeah, anyway, so what's going on in this is the whole arc is Vader uh, finding out about, or he, he goes, he, he starts off in the first issue of Star Wars with a run-in with Luke, and he realizes that it's the same person from the Death Star who was really strong in the Force. But the instance of pain that I want to really dig into this episode and this week is the pain that Vader feels after the Emperor embarrasses him and all but disowns him after Vader's failing at the Battle of Yavin. Vader is stripped of his military command and made to fight against other potential apprentices, the Palpatine, in order to maintain his status as number two in the Empire. 
While he is, of course, attempting to appear, appear stoic in his response, it is entirely obvious he is pained by this. He snaps repeatedly at Dr. Aphra every time she tries to ask him any kind of questions. Really, just his whole drive to build a droid army and attack whatever the Emperor is hiding from him screams of revenge and emotional response by being hurt by Palpy's disowning him. His worst lash out is on Geonosis against the Queen. Darth rolled into the hive furious, in part because he hates sand and man was it sandy there, uh, but also because he has a history with the planet. At the end of issue 3, Vader protests that he has no emotions towards the Red Planet, but as the next issue makes very clear, and you know, the prequels, he very much does. He gets flashbacks to being there with Padme just before the Battle of Geonosis broke out. He's so clearly in pain. It's always amazing how even though he is entirely in a mask and full bodysuit, you can just you can still just see how much emotion is all over this character. It's a mark of an incredible character. I mean, Vader is one of the most incredible characters of all time. But, so when he confronts the Geonosian Queen, he spares no time. He doesn't negotiate, he doesn't hesitate, he just cuts off her mechanical apparatus and kills her eggs. All for no reason other than to give her pain. Probably in the hope that it would alleviate some of his, but... We all certainly know that doesn't do anything of the sort. He didn't have to go that far. He's Vader. He can get whatever he wants whenever he wants. But, you know, he wanted to inflict as much pain as possible. The myth I want to get into this week, I'm not sure if it has a name, actually. I've only been able to find it on this one website, and it's got no name on there. But I'll be referring to it as the First Tears. It comes from the Kabyle people, a Berber, or as I believe they call themselves, the Amazigh people, a uh, group native to northern Algeria. Berbers are, Amazigh are a large ethnic group that spans across all of northern Africa and into the Middle East. Um, and they're subdivided between several other groups of people within them. And the Kabyle are a group that are native mostly to northern Algeria, pretty consolidated and condensed into that region. But and of course, like any group of people, they, they, they spread a little further too. But this story is the tale of a the short tale of an orphan boy who is absolutely anguished and depressed, not only because of the tragic loss of his parents and him having none, but because not a single person in the whole world will talk to him or acknowledge him or love him. And worst of all, he's unable to cry because tears have not yet come into the world. The boy was fortunate, though. He had one great sympathizer, the moon. The moon was so sorry for the boy that it came all the way from the sky to lay at the boy's feet. The moon implored the boy to cry, but the boy must not let those tears touch the earth, or else they would soil it. No pun intended. So the moon asked the boy to cry on its face, and so he did. And with the release of all that emotion and pain, the boy was told he would from now on be loved by everyone. And so it was. The boy was happy and loved. And when you look up at the moon, you can still see the stains from the boy's tears upon its face. The pain is clear here, and the boy is cursed with so much of it. He's been orphaned, he's alone, and nobody in the entire world would give him the time of day. A life like that could be expected to be nothing less than painful. The, world, the worst is that he has no opportunity to use that pain constructively in any way. Because tears have not been yet introduced, introduced into the world, the boy is left unable to express his pain or use it to propel himself forward. At least, that's the metaphor I see in the story. When we don't have healthy outlets for our pain, we become trapped and unable to move on. There's always other factors, of course, but pain is the primary one we're focusing on today. Vader, until the conclusion of this six-issue arc, has no healthy outlet for his pain. 
All he has is the ability. To, all he has is the ability to crush anyone and anything in the galaxy, save for the ultimate cause of his pain. The Emperor. Being able to be unstoppable means nothing when your abuser and when your the the person controlling you completely is always going to be able to overpower you. I put out a poll on Twitter the other day asking people what pain they thought influenced Anakin the worst or the most, knowing Obi-Wan felt betrayed by him, his immolation, or being told he killed Padme. While I think that all of these are, of course, significant components of the pain that Anakin endures and that they should by no means be diminished by comparison to one another, I do think that one of them overall has the most substantial impact and, of course, relates most directly to this conversation. Um, and also, totally thanks to anyone that did partake in that in that poll. Obviously, Twitter polls don't let you know who it was, but if you did, you know, and you want to let me know, I'd love to know just so I'm aware of who uh, who's interacting. But you know, obviously, you don't have to. But anyway, what I think is the the piece of the piece of pain that really keeps Vader from back from ever having the ability to overcome it is his immolation. In losing his body, he becomes physically trapped by Palpatine's having saved his life and become the only person who pretended he cared about him and gives him any solace from the other kinds of pain he's in already. Back to what I was just saying in reference to the boy in the first tears, the tragedy of his story is that he has no opportunity to release his pain and move forward, or use it to better himself. All the same, Palpatine keeps Vader trapped and incapable of relieving himself because at every turn, no matter how much power Vader has, the Emperor will always be able to put him down. We see that clearly in this arc when Vader is stunted and placed into essentially a remedial status with his master. All the while, this is why the ending of this arc is so central to Vader's pain. Discovering that he has a son who is powerful in the Force. Of course this brings back all of the pain of losing Padme, the flashbacks were intense. And it of course reminds him of the betrayal Obi-Wan felt, we see the intense flashback there too. But more than anything, this gives Vader his first true sense of possibility that he might be able to overcome the oppression of his master. This is what launches him into his desire to turn Luke to the dark side and rule the galaxy together. But more so, it is his chance to finally shed his first tear. It gives him the sense of possibility that had never been there before. Like the boy, he's finally released of his inability to go beyond his pain or use it to better himself. The two characters have a lot in common, and looking at, the, looking at them together makes me really feel for Vader, maybe more than I might otherwise since I'm comparing him to an innocent child. But ultimately, you know, what is Vader but an innocent child warped and twisted by circumstances beyond his control and made into a monster by the only person he believed he could trust? We all know how Vader's story ends. He does at the end, he does at the end of Return of the Jedi get to relinquish his pain thanks to Luke after all that. Ultimately, what I want to get out of all this conversation is, above all, that point in particular. What are the things that stunt our emotional growth and keep our pains bottled up and unable to be released? For the boy in our myth, it's a magical thing where it's, there's just no tears yet, but it's also a matter of the metaphor that he could not give himself, forgive himself, and he had no support around him to help him do so. For Vader, it's the Emperor's total clutch on him and the lack of ability to act that keeps him ruminating in all his pain. What is it for us? What is stopping us from releasing our pain? Is it a lack of power and the need to gain more to overcome something? Or is it a lack of faith in the power we already possess and a lack of support in recognizing that? Regardless, I hope we can come to recognize our pains, where they come from, and how we can allow ourselves to move beyond them and use them to make ourselves better.
But of course, that's just my opinion, and I would love to hear yours. Let us know at HolyStarWars at gmail.com and on Twitter at Holy underscore Star underscore Wars. What did you think of this episode, the theme, the stories, and my thoughts? Our website is nearly caught back up with the ongoing releases and almost ready for full grand reopening. Sorry again for the delay in this episode. Stuff's been hard lately, but hopefully we'll be back on a better track soon enough. In the meantime, catch the next episode in your feed as well on issue 7 of the 2015 Star Wars comic series, The Last of His Breed, the Colombian folk monster La Madre Monte, and the theme of protection. Super excited for it. Off to record that one next. Thanks for listening.